What's up, bitches? Girl Speaks Truth here, and I am back um, just to kind of give you the Spark Notes recap from the last episode because I know it's been a few weeks since I have actually um, uploaded a new episode. Sorry about that. Just figuring out some life, life hacks shit. Um, but anyways, hopefully everybody's okay. You know, everybody's been there. I needed some time off, whatever. Life's hard when you're a cool bitch and you have maybe possibly ADHD. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and break down what happened last episode. Um, we talked about, you know, before you even start to date as a woman, you need to make sure you're ready. You know what? Scratch that as a man too, before you start to date, period. Um, being ready to date doesn't just mean that you're over the last person that you were with. Um, and this definitely requires a combination of emotional intelligence, self-reflection, and not being a fucking basic bitch. What you really need is to have your actual literal shit together and your head on straight. You need to be confident with your hot little body and your amazingly smart brain. And if you're not into or you don't appreciate your body and brain, brain and beauty, whatever, get it together, girl. Um, Because you need to believe the phrase, I am totally fine being single, but having a mate, partner, whatever, sounds like it could be really great. Who wouldn't want to fucking date me? After all, I'm the shit. Okay, if you don't believe that phrase, when you say it to yourself in the mirror, then you're not ready to date. When you when you can say that, then you are totally ready to enter the big, bad, scary dating world. Oh, whatevs, hopefully you understand it, you get it, because most people don't have their shit together, and I'm not telling you how to live your life, I'm simply giving you the best advice I get. But if you don't want to listen to it, please continue to do whatever the fuck you've been doing and get fucked up every day and totally ignore me. That's on you. In this episode, we're talking about what to do after you've gotten your actual shit together. You're looking good. You feel confident. Where the hell are all the men? How do you get out there and put yourself out there as a woman? Um, You know, now that you know your hot shit, hopefully it's time to put your money where your mouth is and go out and get your man. Um, one of the most important things to remember, if you don't remember anything else I tell you about this, you need to remember that you should never go out, you know, whether it's with your friends or by yourself or whatever, for the sole purpose of finding a man. Because you're going to give off a vibe that says, I'm desperate for love slash attention and men are going to be able to smell that from a fucking mile away and they don't want to be just a checkbox on your list of boyfriend okay got got it check boyfriend um they don't want to be on your to-do list and you want to actually have it just happen naturally and find someone that you truly want to spend your time with um if you don't have a man remember you know take it easy hang out with your friends don't go out just searching frantically for someone because when the time is right they're gonna come to you as corny as that sounds one of my favorite probably top favorite um desperate housewives bethany frankel does a really good comparison 
um, and kind of says, she says something along the lines of, you know, going out with the mindset that you have to meet a man is kind of like going to a casino and playing with your rent money that you desperately need for your bills or your obligations. Scared money, just like scared dating, is never going to win and it just resembles desperation and people are going to be able to catch on to that from a mile away you should just focus on having a good time with whoever it is that you're with and if while doing so you happen to meet someone great if not whatever because no one wants to date the girl who seems like a desperate biatch and all she wants to do is settle down in the suburbs and have two kids it's lame and it shows that you really don't have that much going on in your life outside of searching frantically for a man. Ideally, you want to meet someone while you're doing things that you like to do. Because if you're doing you, boo, you're going to attract dudes that are really odd by your independence and your fun attitude and your, you know, happy-go-lucky, carefree style. Um, you know what I mean? You don't want to just be checking your to-do list off and you know, making him seem like it's just another milestone on your, you know, timeline of life, whatever. However, you literally can meet dudes anywhere. There's like 3 billion of them in the world. And I would say at least, I don't know, maybe one to 200 acceptable ones. Okay. There's very few times that you're going to meet the man of your dreams at which, which, um, you know, where he's in line in front of you on your lunch break and you guys hit it off and you live happily ever after. It's probably not going to happen. Um, if a guy starts talking to you in line at which, which he's probably going to be really fucking annoying. And you might want to just have your hand on your pepper spray just in case, you know, he follows you to your car after or whatever. Um, but there is a shit ton of casual ways to run into dudes and you can actually do that doing things that you enjoy. Let's discuss further. Okay, so obviously being sober is never ideal, but there are some sober ways to meet men. If you like sports and being physical outside of the bedroom, join some kind of a male, female, co-ed, whatever, intramural sports team, like volleyball or, you know, whatever else there is. I'm not a big sports fan, so I can't give you a ton of examples because I really don't know, but I'm sure they exist. If you genuinely like helping other people, yeah, and or planning events, things like that, maybe join a charity committee. If you know, you like skiing and traveling and going to exotic places, find some friends that have houses in exotic locations and go from there. Um, you know, join a book club or join a yoga committee if that exists. I don't know. Um, you know, you, you can join things that have nothing to do with men and you never know who you're going to meet while you're doing that. And that way, when you do meet a guy during this, you guys already have something in common, you know, the shared activity and there's no pressure or, you know, feel of commitment. It's just like you two are out doing your thing and you happen to meet and bond over whatever it is that you're doing. Um, what else? Let's see. Okay. So for work, 
Hmm. Dating someone that you work with, I would say is usually a no-no because when and if things go south, the awkwardness that's going to encompass your life five days a week at work um, and anything extracurricular, office happy hours, whatever, is going to be a motherfucking biatch. Um, you know, and there's also the whole side note of your office gogs or your office goggles, which means what they do is they make the only decent looking guy, and I'm talking decent looking bro in the office, look like Ryan Reynolds by comparison to all of his middle-aged, paunchy, balding counterparts, okay? Um, you know, yeah, okay, maybe you guys will have extra hookup opportunities because he works in the same area as you and you guys can go get it on on your lunch break or in the coffee room on your office holiday party but I promise you that it's almost always best not to go there because your little holiday party makeout sesh in the coffee room or during the manager meeting is not going to end up in marriage instead it'll end up to you having to avoid eye contact over the conference table after you two have had a blowout fight the night before and broken up and he's trying to send you a dick pic in addition to the notes from the last meeting and you're not into it. Plus, all the office gossips are going to be asking how big his penis is for the next 10 years because that's all they have to talk about. So in order to avoid that embarrassment, I would say typically avoid work dating. Exception would be if you meet somebody through a work event, maybe they're in the same industry or he works for a different branch way far away within traveling distance, but not in the same exact office. Okay. You don't want to have to see this person every day and sign up for that. If there's a potential for awkwardness and you guys breaking up or whatever. Also side note, be careful with client love relationships. Um, because that just gets real gray area as well. Okay. Getting set up by your friends. This can either go really, 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 really bad, or it can be a godsend. And it all depends on who you decide to let your matchmaking fairy godmother be. The ideal fairy godmother or godfather should be someone who has really high standards and good taste for you. And they also know you pretty damn well. And they know you enough to know that someone that is not at least 5'11", and I'm being generous here, and they have a job other than the local paper route in the neighborhood, um, those kind of people are not acceptable. They know your height requirements. They know your financial requirements, etc. Um, they should also know what kind of traits, both physical and personality-wise, that you really value and hold nearest and dearest to your heart, and the shit that you can maybe let slide depending on the situation. Don't ever trust your great aunt or your grandma, maybe even your mom too, dep- again, case-by-case scenario, because at least for your older relatives, they are already half-blind and real horny because they probably haven't gotten laid in you know some some decades and they're not gonna be able to see his receding hairline or his beer belly because a he's young compared to them so they're gonna be automatically attractive just because they're not 80 years old and 
your grandmother is still idolizing her youth and it just can get real weird. They can look over, maybe she doesn't see his missing tooth. She thinks it's a gleam on his button, on his button-up shirt, but really he's missing a tooth and it's been replaced by a gold one, okay? Just saying, be careful um, with older relatives setting you up. I would say maybe go for the cool gay bestie or a girlfriend that's cool as fuck and knows what she's talking about and knows you well enough, okay? Um, let's see what else. Bars and clubs. Meeting guys at bars and clubs. The chances of you finding someone to make out with or fuck is probably a lot greater than finding someone who's actually future husband material. I mean, very few people find meaningful relationships with a guy who's grabbing their ass in line at the bar for a drink or a shot, whatever. Um, however, it does happen on rare occasions. Um, and I'm not totally ruling it out for you. You just need to use your best judgment when deciding whether to actually see a guy that you met at the bar the next day. Maybe take some pics if you can the night of drinking so that you can reassess in the morning. Um, another side note here, make sure that you don't ditch your friends if you're single and always on the lookout when you go out with them because no one likes that annoying bitch who ditches her friends at the first sign of a penis. Not only does this signal that you are flaky as motherfuck, it signals to the dude that he's more important to you than your own friends, which isn't exactly plain hard to get and isn't going to leave a great first impression. You guys remember Kiki, right? If not, Kiki is that basic bitch that no one wants to be friends with and who annoys the shit out of literally everyone she comes across in her path of desperation. What would Kiki do in this situation? Kiki is desperate as fuck to date someone. She wants a boyfriend more than a life itself. She only goes out if there will be lots of single eligible bachelors in the area. When she's out with her quote-unquote friends, she pays them no attention and is just continuously eye-fucking one bro after another, anyone who comes across her line of vision and will ditch anyone around her or ignore them as soon as she starts talking to a dude. Um, If a guy that she's trying to flirt with tries to exit stage left and get away from her, she continues to ask him question after question and will literally follow him around the bar like a puppy dog. No matter what actually happens with this guy, she will absolutely tell everyone that he is obsessed with her and is not capable of leaving her alone even for a minute when it's pretty damn clear that the complete opposite is actually happening. Don't be a kiki. Always leave a conversation with a potential suitor, (laughs) if we're in the 1800s, at its peak so you leave the dude wanting more and still interested, okay? In summary of this entire episode, moral of the story is that if you've been there, done that, and you've tried all of these things that I'm telling you, um, how to find guys and where all the men are at, and it's just hasn't been working for you, maybe it's time to look into other avenues such as 
I don't know, online dating, which will be the topic of our next episode. Later, bitches. See you next time.